the new kids radio episode number two we in the double digits y'all so this is honey i have here with me shariah and jermaine as well so hello guys hey hola and our guest of the day drum roll please shariah is looking she got sound effects that, that no. was a simple. <laughs> <Not that laughs> See, this is why we can't let Sharia have nice things. <laughs> Our special guest of the day is Mr. A. Parker, video videographer, excuse me, photographer extraordinaire. Hey, how's it going, Say people? Hello. What's going on? This is Parker. Um, how y'all doing? It's first time on the cool, the new kids. The, the cool new kids. kids. I'm sorry, man. We this are, is, we are cool though. Yeah, y'all yes. are cool and y'all are new, but um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so let's start it off with the question of the day. What is your go-to comfort food? I already know what you're right about to say. I know what you're what? about to say. Too. <laughs> what? Y'all don't know me. <laughs> it's all yes. What? It's not macaroni and cheese. Catfish, catfish and yam. No? No, that's my favorite meal. But my comfort food is probably um, goldfish extra cheddar really? with the episode of Law & Order SVU. With an episode of Law & Order. I feel it. Um, mine is mashed potatoes and it's like a lot of butter, but yeah. Yeah, that's not good for black people. You know what I don't to care. say. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, man. When you're trying to comfort yourself. Right. When you, you, you ain't think about that. You think about comfort. Ah, uh, you gotta go because I don't. <laughs> comfort food. Comfort food. So my comfort meal is the big $2 bag of hot fries, a pint of mint chocolate chip ice cream, and a sweet tea, an Arizona sweet tea, and the whole Ion channel, like not even an episode of Law & Order, like the whole yeah. Crime Show channel, I'll sit there for eons. I would watch the ID channel. Yes. That's I watched good. like 17 episodes of Law & Order Yo, can we get an intervention for y'all? <laughs> uh, yeah, no. that. struggle is real but I, did I understand, but damn, that's a lot of TV though It is, and I will be right here with my iPad and my headphones That or anime, like I watch hella episodes of anime That's true, that's true Comfort food I don't have a comfort food because I like to eat too much So everything <laughs> quote-unquote comforts me Uh Shit. Comfort food, I'd say I'd have to go to the county and get a, <laughs> get a grilled chicken pita with some chili cheese fries. Cause I know that chili, man, it'd be so heavy, but it just it's so soothing and it puts you to sleep. It's so soothing. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, that might have to be mine. That's yeah, so I'm in that one on that. So let's go over some city updates. Events happening on the scene in the next couple of weeks. There's a Buy Black bus tour that is happening that is taking you around to different black businesses in the city. Um, it is free and you can register on Eventbrite. So the Buy Black bus tour will be happening October 21st. Um, just type in the search bar on Eventbrite, Eventbrite excuse me, Buy Black bus. Um, and there's also the Yeezy Halloween party happening at El Club. This is going on October 22nd, 27th, excuse me. <laughs> Sounds by DJ Bleak. Hey, Bleakums. Um, and this is a free event, and you can get your tickets at lclubdetroit.com. 
that is all that's happening of course guys always remember if you have any events or city events coming up let us know events or city events events or city updates <laughs> <laughs> coming up please don't hesitate to let us know we'd love to include them in the podcast what were the dates for the uh the black business bus that that sounds like a really good idea that's man. gonna be 1021 yeah so October 21st all right cool. um, and that's actually it's not the only um black, black bus tour i think the solo south scene does something yeah. similar to it they go to restaurants but they also do businesses from time to time i got some links for those or something i might um, yep you can find the um black bus tour on eventbrite right. oh, okay yep and we'll link the solo south scene um for you guys their event is reoccurring it happens i believe monthly um and it's mainly restaurants and bars nice um, moving on to some hot topics and current events. So, in the national political arena, which is never ending and ever changing, um, let's talk about the suspension of Miss Hill from ESPN, y'all. So she was suspended for two weeks from ESPN following her tweets regarding, I believe, Jerry Jones and him kneeling, I think, the previous week and then turn around and saying that any players who kneeled would be benched. And it's just like, I'm so sick of this country and I'm so sick of (laughs) the whole thing. Just throw the whole whole country country away in the trash because... I mean, she's a sports reporter, so she's going to obviously equate what these sports owners and players are talking about. And if they're talking about something political, to suspend her for two weeks um, because she violated some code of conduct, code of conduct yeah. that y'all just decided y'all want to enforce. That, like pulling advertising too? Didn't she say something to that effect of how the advertisers should pull their their ads? She didn't directly. Indicate that, mm-hmm. but she insinuated, yeah, and so that's what they were saying violated their company policy or code of conduct. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand how it's a violation when she specifically said these were her own opinions and it was not a reflection of what ESPN. I mean, that just whatever. goes to show the people pick and choose what they want to be upset about yep. because free speech ain't free. Um, Damn, it's, really not, it's very true because Rose McGowan just got suspended from Twitter like a couple days ago. She's everybody's getting suspended. She from she's very problematic. However, talking about replacing women with the N word that no. we I don't even want to get down that road. But she was suspended. She so we okay. So the sexual <laughs> allegations that have been going on within Hollywood right now, she's she's been very vocal about them, and something happened recently. I think. Um, something regarding the Academy Awards or it was a TED talk or something and she said if, if you replace uh, the word women with nigga but she didn't say it thank God but she said if you replace those two words um, it would be more outrage and everybody was like sis I'm both Wait, like what? I can't be I can't be mad about one no. or the other I'm both but she was suspended um, for some tweets by Twitter and a lot of people were like well if y'all are suspending her for this, y'all could have suspended Donald Trump. Y'all could have suspended all this neo-Nazi bullshit. Y'all could have suspended a hell of a bunch of people. Like, she wasn't suspended for that tweet, but her account was suspended, um, like, prior to that. And it goes to show how selective these corporations are about who and what they want to enforce their policies on when it benefits them. Man, we all know we're at the top of these corporations, but... <sighs> Very I just at the top of the government that the corporations are at the top of the Yeah, corporations, yes. the government is a corporation. Itself. Technically. Because are we technically in a, what is an oligarchy? Technically, 
where all of the top businesses like have like they, they're the parents and then they have the umbrella of their stuff and they yeah take, like, it's illegal in florida to have solar power because the energy companies paid lobbyists to go lobby on capitol hill mm-hmm. to make it illegal to have solar panels at your residence That's so solar sick. energy in florida is practically non-existent a place that is covered in sun <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But the Florida's just dumb. Well, the sun's Florida is dumb. Florida's Florida been fucking up for a while. Away from us. Florida been fucking up for a while. All right, so a little bit closer to home in city news. Um, Wayne County and the city of Detroit have agreed to a land swap in the next step of the continuing and ongoing jail saga we have. You guys, we are still getting a jail downtown, technically. Um, not that we need it. You know, of course, they think we need it, but we're still getting a jail. Um, in this plan, the county, Wayne County, would acquire um, an old DDOT property on the corner of the I-75 Service Drive and East Warren um, in exchange for the city acquiring the former American Motors Corporation headquarters on Detroit's west side. Um, Dan Gilbert has proposed building a criminal justice complex at the I-75 site, um, and Wayne County is also considering a proposal from Wash Construction Company to finish the jail construction. So not only will we be spending money on tearing down this half-ass built jail that they did well downtown. that's what wash um, construction is proposing to finish to f- oh so yeah. the the county and the city I have to finish the mm-hmm. so they're in between these two deals so it's either completely tear that one down and go forward with dan gilbert's plan of building the, the site stadium. by the soccer stadium which say, is and that's the one off of grassroots mm-hmm. yeah so building the soccer stadium there and then moving the jail to the i-75 warren site which is right by the Federal Reserve, and it's a school over there. But anyway, so, so if I so if I bust out of jail, I can go rob the Federal Reserve real quick, right by a major highway, and be or or if you're like a sex offender and you're getting released, you're automatically violated right or whatever. Or right yeah, there. or Walsh is saying, well, you know what, we're proposing to just finish the jail site that's already being constructed. So that's what they're. So is this is this a like a jail to where they would move people from the current jail that they're in, or a jail in addition? In addition, to, to. in addition to because they need to just let the people go to the newer jail because that other one is terrible. That's like, terrible, but they don't care. They just want more. But this is like I understand that like they shouldn't be living lavish or whatever and like having these amazing lifestyles. But when I go visit, I did not commit a crime. <laughs> so why do I have to stand in like it's? I don't know if y'all been inside yes. recently, but I was there couple months ago to visit my brother and it was disgusting like there's gum under the rails there's no seating so you're standing on this concrete floor I like broke out in hives because I don't know what the hell is on the inside of there it's just it's a mess so yeah um jail yay <laughs> yay like I don't know it's just a mess this whole negotiation process is just awful so moving on for a little bit of business news, there's been a resurgence in Detroit construct in Detroit construction, as I'm sure everyone has seen. Um, <clears throat> Curb Detroit has been reporting on. Um, all the new construction sites downtown. If you go to Curb Detroit, they have a really, really cool interactive map where you can get a little bit about each area that's being transformed at the moment. Um, the things I keep seeing are just apartment buildings. So many apartment, apartment buildings. Um, <laughs> a couple weeks ago, maybe, yeah, maybe like two weeks ago, I saw an announcement that they, um, and by they I mean um, Detroit political leaders, were investing into the 
Live Six area mm-hmm. on the other side of Livinois, if I'm not mistaken. Not on the side where like Marigold is. Or, mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. On the side where Marigold is, opposite of like U of D Mercy and all of that. See, I told we told the last episode we reported on them <clears throat> redoing all of the roads in the mm-hmm. Live Six area. And mm-hmm. it's like, once they redo the roads, then you get the bike pass. And then after that, you get the redevelopment, the coffee shops, and a couple of apartment buildings. There's also some redevelopments happening, like, further east to like further down Jefferson Mm -hmm. and I can't remember the exact site of this school but they just um, announced that this guy got the contract to renovate this old school to like retail and apartment space on the east side Mm -hmm. right around the corner from us they're redoing uh, Durfee it's going to be like a community center yep um so yeah um, very interesting. Has started construction. Yep, the her- um, it's a deal on the table. I think for Herman Kiefer as well. Mm-hmm. Herman Kiefer, no, the deal on, has already been made. For yeah, Herman Kiefer, it's done. Um, they just development has yeah, been hasn't started yet. It's gonna be a skate park, I believe. <laughs> yep, that's in the works. Um, the Hudson site, Shinola Hotel. Speaking of skate park, Shinola Hotel. Yep, they're they're building that. Yeah, Shinola Hotel should probably done be done probably by next week, next year. In the next year, if not sooner, like before Christmas. Yeah, honestly. Yo. Yup. <laughs> They're also doing some uh, remodeling to the skate park on Davidson and uh, Conan. I just drove past there. They, they're adding. They're expanding. They are. Cool. That's yeah, good. That. I thought they were trying. I to don't know. It's now. been there for a while though. Some years actually. Yeah. Even before I, I think before I left for school, which was in 2012, I think it was there then. Yeah, it's been there for a while. Yeah. Mm. Little Caesars World Headquarters. Selden <laughs> <laughs> uh, Corridor Initiative, which should actually be quite cool. I've heard there are going to be a lot of um, low-income homes available over there. So that'll be nice. Uh, and the Pistons Training Facility is coming downtown. So, hey, Pistons. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, can y'all get us to the playoffs for once or something? For once. Y'all back in the city now. Man, I'm maybe they'll be hyped about being back in the city. You know? I doubt it. They'll take us there. And if not, the Lions can't do it. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> It's only Monday. We're not about to get into this. <laughs> until about Wednesday, please. You haven't had time to heal. I appreciate that. <laughs> Ooh, so close. Ooh, so close. <laughs> All right, y'all. We're going to take a commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to interview or grill. Yes, I like that so much better. Grill. 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 Yes, what? I'm ready. It's already dark enough. Y'all need to come here. Oh, God. <sighs> Hey guys, it's Honey here. If you are at all interested in contacting us about becoming a guest on the show, uh, you have suggestions for future guests, or you're interested in advertising, or just getting in touch with us for any reason, here's how you can do it. You can hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at The New Kids LLC. You can reach us at SoundCloud at The New Kids Detroit, or you can just email us directly at The New Kids LLC at gmail.com. Hey guys, we're back. What up, though? Goody. So, today we're interviewing Parker. So, if you want to do a brief introdu- introduction of yourself. <laughs> um, all right. Well, as she just said, my name is Parker. Um, I'm a new photographer and videographer from Detroit. I just got back from Kalamazoo getting my psychology degree and my um, public relations degree. Um, yeah, no, I've been a native of Detroit for the past 23 years, lived on the west side, East Warren, East Jeff, um, currently on 94 and Ross, but no, they uh, invited me here to the, to, the, to the podcast, and I'm just, you know, here to 
answer some questions, get grilled, I guess, and <laughs> learn some stuff about the city. Because I mean, yeah, it's been it's been a weird time trying to get reacclimated to New Detroit and stuff. So all of this is just great information. These are some great people. So yeah, what's going on? What's your favorite Coney Island? My favorite Coney. Come on, you gotta tell us that Coney was your comfort right? Movie, so you gotta, you gotta tell us which one. My favorite though, I like to eat too much to have a favorite. Okay, so top oh three. Gosh. Top three. Why y'all doing this to us? <laughs> we said we were gonna grill. <laughs> we grill. Be ready. Right, <laughs> That's not even a hard question. Right. Now y'all know all of Detroit would have a mayhem. <laughs> I give you. It, I, I give you. This is no. In no particular no, in order. No particular order. El George, one of the West Side ones locations. I know it's like okay. two or three of them. I don't. Yeah, one of those. This one is is is, is super basic, but D one because. I, I feel you. Yeah. No, like, I feel like people sleep on D one as a Coney overall. You just gotta know what to order. That's I feel like people go to D one for the environment. Exactly. That's and that's more so. I go to D one to be seen before I go to D one to actually eat. If I'm actually eating, it's because I'm drunk. <laughs> she, she she makes a point. She yeah. makes a point. She um the third Coney, it's a toss up. Honestly, I ain't been back long enough to venture through all of the Coney's. I don't be in the hood enough to venture through all the Coney's. So you need to reacclimate yourself. You feel me, man? I was out there eating terrible in Calvin Zoo, but we'll forgive you. <laughs> you gonna forgive me? Forgive you? <laughs> out there starving us. So yeah, them my three or well, two, two and a half technically, but we'll, we'll, we'll allow it. I appreciate y'all. That's good enough, <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> so you just mentioned that you were uh, recently in Kalamazoo getting your degree. So uh, what's been your first job out of college? Uh huh. Well, I didn't have anything lined up. I was one of those college students where I didn't really plan for anything. So my first job um, coming back in April, I actually was a tutor at Mary Grove and kind of like a secretary for a couple of the uh, the advisors there because I know one of the advisors and so she brought me in just so I can make some money because I didn't want to go back to our van or nothing of that nature. But um, currently right now I'm actually working at Woodward Throwbacks um, with one of my homies from high school. His name is Robert Thomas and it's owned by his cousin, her name is Bo Shepard. Her boyfriend's name is Kyle Dubay. And they've been around, I think, for like the past three or four years, established out in Hamtramck right now. We literally just moved out there from a building on Michigan Avenue. Um, do reclaimed wood, literally like taking wood from all around the city, southwest, east side, west side, Hamtramck area. And um, we reclaim it, repurpose it, refurbish it. They make furniture out of it and stuff. I know over this weekend we didn't work that much, but like they do custom pieces. We have like bottle openers. Um, beer flights, t-shirts. It's, it's a whole bunch of stuff, but they have a website. Wilbur Throwbacks, check them out. That's where I'm at currently right now, but... Um, and do you build stuff there? Or oh, man, we build any and everything that you can possibly think of. It's Yeah, I'm I, I'm, a, I'm a jack of all trades at this point there, so... Yeah, but that's my... Yeah, that's my that's my current work on, on top of doing the photography and videography part-time, so... All right, so what inspired you to get into photography and videography? Ah, uh, it's kind of a funny story because I really, I wouldn't say I was inspired to get into it. It kind of naturally happened when I was in school. Um, I took a class, a video production class, I think my second semester right before I graduated or whatever, just to, you know, take it. It was a, an elective. So got into it and it was like, all right, cool. I like this type of stuff because, you know, who don't like watching TV, movies and all of that type of stuff. But um, last summer when I came back home, I was out of a job the whole summer trying to get my life in order, just seeing what was going on. Just like it, me right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. Probably going to be all 
of us for the next <laughs> 10 years. Yeah, I'm not gonna say 10 years. Eight buddy. to 10, no. no eight to That's eight a long ten. time. That's a very long time. How about eight to 10 months? Yeah, you feel me? Let's, yeah, let's, let's make it some short Can I sleep stuff. for eight to 10 months? Whoa, like, I just wanna hibernate. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I feel you. I feel like that's technically called a coma. And- <laughs> For those, um, but no, videography and and, and photography kind of came back into my life. It forced itself in there, and it kind of like started a new fire under my ass. And it was just kind of it just clicked for me right then. It was just like, damn, that's kind of what you want to do. So um, you know, when I was unemployed and stuff, I just started sitting down, taking the time to figure out uh, what I wanted to do exactly um, with it, and you know how I was gonna go about it. So then, once I went up to Kalamazoo again for my last semester this past fall. I took three video production classes, an intro, um, an After Effects class, and something else, and yeah, and no, I just started getting to work and, and and trying to trying to get that together. Oh, also by the way, the name of the company is Tony Ghost Productions. Um, I'm actually kind of working on a brand campaign right now, working on a personal project that's a short story and a showcase of like my videography skills, and then I also have some some stills which I'm calling them posters for the for the short story. So be on the lookout for that. I'm looking to drop that within the next week, week and a half. So um, that's the story behind that. Sweet. So would you consider this a passion or a skill? Um, both. It's it's, it's definitely both. More so of a passion. Um, and as I started getting more into it and started learning a little bit more, you know, talking to different people around the city, like I know Rose, a big one. It's also another guy. I think his name is Devontae. He's a photographer. I want to get in contact with him. But um, just paying attention, you know, to some of the things that they do because they've been around the city for a while. And once I started, you know, developing my own technical skills, that's skills, that's when it everything started really really rolling along and it was like okay we're not just doing this just to do this like we really in this shit and making this decision like as a life decision to do now so this isn't i'm not for the games like i'm here and i'm ready to take take it over not a season yeah. type thing. oh no this is not seasonal at all this is life at this point so yeah so with you uh, working, I know you said you do like the uh, refurbishing of the wood and all that good stuff, as well as doing your photography and videography part time. So what does a day in the life of Parker look like? Which day are we talking? Any day. Any day. Pick a day. Like today. Uh, well, okay, Monday. Here we go. Woke up. Um, get up. No, I get up pretty much six o'clock every day. Um, if I'm going to work, yeah, no, this is it's, it's a grind. Um, I don't have a car right now. I actually just had to junk it. Um, it was kind of old, so out of out of commission with that. But no, like I'll either go to a homie's house, I go to my mom's job or something, and. I'll try to get a couple extra hours of sleep in because I got to wake up so early. But no, once I get up and stuff, I, I get to work on something. I'll be editing some photos, taking some photos. Um, of course, right now, since I've been working on this brand campaign, you know, trying to figure out some things with that, setting meetings, setting dates. Um, if I'm at work, shit, get up at 6, get to work, go to work until 5.30, get home, take a shower, um, come home, decompress for about an hour, hour and a half, and then... Yeah, no, dive right back into it is editing something, watching a movie to, to study something, playing with the lights that I just got. Um, it's nonstop. It's, this is literally a 24-hour grind. Shout out to, to, to Bleak, um, if y'all know who that man is. Yeah, I talked to him last you summer. You getting a whole bunch of radio right. I mean... Do he need to be our next guest? I don't Maybe know. He so. might be. He Maybe might so. be. He, he might be. He's on the list. 
Shout out to that man for, for letting me know that this truly is a 24 hour grind when he first told me that last summer. Um, it was just like, okay, I, yeah, you probably right, but now that I'm like in the shits, it's like that nigga was right. And yeah, it's a 24 hour grind for sure, for sure. But I mean, shit, I love it. I'm here and I'm doing it. So I think that advice, like when you're talking to people, and they may not be within your specific passion or skill or industry or whatever, but that advice is critical to building your platform and building your brand because you people find something interesting and they say oh I want to do this for a job or I want to do this for a skill mm-hmm. but until you're actually doing, doing it, it until you're actually in it you don't realize how much time you have to commit like not even just the work but like the continual study yeah the it. connections like, that you have to make he took the classes at school and he's still studying on how to yep. get better on everything the networking that you have to do oh man it's um, yeah it's, it's so much and then especially just speaking towards kind of a networking aspect now like you know black people in the city don't like to network because everybody I mean honestly I hate networking, to be honest. I don't like nobody. <laughs> I think it's more personal than anything. I don't think it's like, oh, I hate other businesses. I don't want to network. I think it's like, I genuinely don't like people. And you know, that definitely plays into it for a fact. But then, I mean, if that is your main thing, it's just kind of like, you know, once you run into these type of businesses, you're literally by yourself. Yeah, you have to get over it. You have yeah. to get over your, anything that makes you uncomfortable. Every single little it. thing. And that's a millennial problem, like. honestly, because mm-hmm. it's... And from people that I know who have businesses outside of Michigan, all over the country, networking is just something that's not enjoyable for us, whether it be because of anxiety, whether it be because the networking opportunities that we've been presented with aren't mm-hmm. fruitful, because um, a lot of times you find that you're giving out business cards and you're not really getting any feedback from that, um, or the feedback that you're getting is not constructive. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that lack of enjoyment from networking can stem from so many different things. Um, But here, there are a lot of factors that contribute, whether it be poor planning to the events that you're supposed to be attending for networking, or the audience or market that you're in really isn't right for the service or, or product you're trying to market. Here, yeah, especially in yeah. Detroit, how Detroit is such a, a, a newly redeveloping city. Like, yep. um, I'm doing a lot of stuff in fashion right now, and Detroit's fashion industry is kind of non-existent. Like, we have a technical sewing industry, which is like sewing for automotive purposes, but there's like no fashion yeah. industry. So you know, like networking um, for like clothes to pull over stuff or. Um, just, you know, makeup artists who are looking for TFP work. A lot of people here are just looking for, you know, like money to sustain themselves every day. There's not like an industry for the art of it right now. So especially I think finding a niche in your industry of like people to talk to is very, very, very hard. That's yeah. the thing, that's the thing. Yeah. I forgot what I was gonna say to that, but we get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is there a specific industry that you're uh, issuing to share your talents in, like music, movies? Um, specifically, and for right now, um, with the videography aspect more so, um, I'm looking to venture into the music video, uh, market, whatever you want to call it. And the, the reason behind that is like for me and just the way I watch just any type of media, music videos, movies, TV, um, I like to see, and especially with, like, with music videos specifically, I like to see the story go along with the music. I like to see the correlation and the connection and how you can, how the music accentuates, you know, the visual aspect and the visual aspect accentuates the music itself. Because I feel like, you know, music does these wonders to us. You know, we feel pain, we feel joy, we feel excitement, we feel anxiety, resentment, all of that good stuff. So it's like, why not? 
you know, put a visual a visual out for mm-hmm. the music to accentuate that and like tell a story behind it. And you know, I'm not saying that every single music video needs a story, a film. yeah, or a film or anything of that nature. But just you know, even in the hood, the hood uh, songs, like make, let it let us connect with the music mm-hmm. more. So like, my my favorite artists are probably the ones who have the better visuals. Frank Ocean, Action Bronson, like has really really good visuals. Think about what uh, they do with their FK visuals. Twigs has very yeah, good she visuals. does. So if your visuals are like on par, I think that's also like a, a a testament to your team too, which is really good for you because you can't just be an artist by yourself coming mm-hmm. up with all of that content. Like, and no, I think I'm it plays into like a lot of people. Um, this is a, like an education concept, but it goes into how we behave in everyday life. But the type of listener that you are, whether mm-hmm. it's auditory or visual mm-hmm. or both, you know, mm-hmm. some people need that it's like extra stimulation to make them pay attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so if your music video isn't really connecting with the music that you have it, you know, planned out to, it's like I don't really want to pay attention to this anymore. Man, oh man, and most of the music videos nowadays trash. Have y'all checked out um, Tales where Irv got is knowing I'm not watching the I'm, whole it's, acting about it's trash. Is it? <laughs> I haven't watched it. I just I think what was it July on the 4th 4th of July I was it was the very first episode that came on and they what they did was they reversed the fucking rules yeah. of a white man getting killed by a black cop. When I tell you that was some of the shit, it was it was shit. Everything about it was shit. Irv Gotti, if you hear this, I'm sorry, bro. It was shitty. It was shitty, man. No, it was man, shitty. Feedback parts. This feedback is critical. <laughs> it was it was produced terrible. Um, I think the one main takeaway from that for me, I'm sorry for cutting you off. It's not good. No, please. Yeah, no. It the one main takeaway for me was the it wasn't realistic. It wasn't realistic at all because. If a white man gets gunned down by a black kid, well, first of all, they, it was white people in the projects. Off top, off that is not. I mean, if you, if you know anything about our country, if you know anything about hoods Y'all and summer, that that's not a thing. It's, it's just, it's not. And then they were acting like they were quote unquote hood. No, nah, bro, that's it's just no. Nah, it was it's just them using surrealism trying to get a rise out of everybody else. Yeah, yeah. and it was it was which it is was a terrible concept. Ter- never- like, I, I get the surrealist part of it. Like but I get it that it makes completely no sense, but also it makes I get it from no a, sense. I get it from like a, a storytelling aspect, like fiction, mm-hmm. sci-fi, and all of that. But when you're taking real life experiences, the fact that you have to flip something to make people care no, instead of just caring about what actually happens. You know, but yeah, he lost us on that one. So, everybody, I mean, you should have getting your money. I ain't mad at you, bro. But <laughs> maybe one day I can direct something for you. So, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I can help you do that. Yeah. So, how do you evaluate yourself and determine your next big step? Mm, how do I evaluate myself? In what sense? Like, do you look back over your work? Do you um like? go step by step like this is what I could have done better yeah. this is what I did really good at do you do like SWOT analysis do you compare and contrast your um, to other people because I think for like millennials a lot of times we're our, we're our own biggest critics facts mm-hmm. we are we are. especially in the age of social media we see everyone else's highlights you yeah. see every single little thing and, and you, not their but not all of their downfalls that's the thing and and I'm glad you actually kind of said something with that because I'm more of a I'm a big compare and contrast person of course mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure out um, a process of me trying to you know when I go through my production process and then when I come out of it to see what you know I can improve on or what I lacked or whatever mm-hmm. um, I only do the comparing and contrasting like you said with the social media thing like I see these photographers who've been established for like four or five even three years mm-hmm. and I'm just like fuck 
<laughs> like how the hell am I gonna get to this or like how am I gonna be able to talk to or even connect with with you know the people that they're doing but then um, the type of person that I am like I, I can ground myself pretty well so it's mm-hmm. never it never I never get too far away with it it's like I look at it but I'm always and constantly studying what they did what they didn't do and then looking at my stuff and seeing what I've done what I haven't done and you know like I'll go back to my old work I just did about a week and a half when I was looking at I think the first music video I did for a homie of mine his name is Rome the Artist the name of the song was Walk In it's on my YouTube page on um, Tony Ghost Productions We'll get back to that later. I'll give you all of that. <laughs> yes, that's the end. Yeah, sorry about that. But no, I was just looking at it. And so like, just like with the with the equipment I've invested in, like I have um, a stabilizer. That's not the greatest in the world, but I can shoot stabilized shots. And I was shooting it off of a piece of my tripod like detaches so like I can kind of get smooth shots but it's still kind of shaky but like, I was just looking at that and then I was looking at some of the some of the footage that I was getting for this project that I'm working on and it was just like damn that was you know that's a that's a major step in terms of what I'm doing and, and contrasting that yeah and then so when you compare yourself to other people that you see sometimes um and like you go too far because I know we're all guilty mm-hmm. of it um and like kind of digging ourselves in this hole of like Kind of self-deprecation, deprecation, deprecation. (laughs) When we look at other people's work, do you have like a support system of other creators or family members um, who know what you're doing who can kind of pull you out of that? No, I don't. I don't. It's time to build it, fam. Uh... And you're right, it is. I'm not going to say that it's I don't know why not. you're playing. Like, we don't talk about creative stuff. <laughs> we do. So, Jermaine is one. We do, but we don't talk about our work in-depthly enough for me to say, yeah, okay. Well, then we need to start. Well, that was an open Okay, answer. well, there we go. I'm not mad at you. Let me, <laughs> let me finish this one, though. Um, <laughs> I don't have anybody actively right now at this moment. Main, she is my new one, so <laughs> shout out to her. But no, seriously, like with like the type of person that I am and um, the growth and development that I went through being back since April, I've gone through a hell of a shit. I know everybody does, mm-hmm. but um, it's been a lot. Of, it's been a, a long fucking learning process for me this summer. So like, when I tell you I don't get too far nowadays, like I'll get to a point and then I, I can check myself and it's like, okay, you get into that point. Stop doing that. Look at this only for research purposes. Mm-hmm. Only use it to learn something not don't use it as something that's going to be negative only think of it as something that's going to be positive to to further you and that's if it's one thing that that y'all hear me out with stop fucking thinking negatively dog like start thinking fucking positively and start only thinking of positive fucking aspects it's too much negative shit out here we fucking brainwashing conditions to think in negative aspects and always thinking that we're lacking in something when if you turn the way that you think around then you'll start you you know it's, it's habits you build in a habit with that so I'm not about to get all emotional with that shit but for real <laughs> so instead of but thinking think like damn my shot doesn't look like that think of like how why I doesn't shot my shot right yeah, yeah. My shot but that's a very interesting point because I, even with like the influence of social media once we expose our work to a broader audience we're also opening ourselves up to the negative and positive feedback mm-hmm. that you're going to receive because people ha- now can freely comment on you and on the information that you post whether it be a picture website whatever so you have to prepare yourself to be able to not necessarily disassociate but separate you know your understanding and say okay this is constructive this is not so I'm not even going to pay attention to that because that's not adding any value to my work the moment you you put it in front of other people's eyes I feel like especially like as a performer I think okay I've prepared 
then the performance is done it's out in the world that's all I could do you yeah. gotta detach yourself you from gotta detach yourself you have to you have to and it's, it's, it's a balance of detachment because you can't get too far away because, mm-hmm. you know, at a point, if it's somebody... It's your work. Exactly. Yeah, like, and you know, if somebody it's does... ownership point. Exactly. So if somebody does have something negative to say about it, I mean, that's when you have to personally have the mindset to use that as something that's going to be a progressive thing. It's not going to... You're not going to, you know, keep it on a negative aspect mm-hmm. or negative side. So um, it's a lot of personal stuff people need to go through. I mean, thank the Lord I, I went through mine and got to that point. But yeah, so... Now it's time to build up your circle. You feel me? We Get into it, man. <laughs> so who are your biggest creative influences? <sighs> Filmmakers, rappers, music, music labels. Uh-huh. Uh, well, okay, I'm not one of them black people that know all the super specifics about <laughs> every single little niche. I'm not one of those. I guess learners who doesn't who knows like every filmmaker that I like or whatever. Um, I'm kind of inspired by any and everything that I see. Okay, let me say it like this. Kanye West is definitely like one of my biggest creative aspirations. Um Another I think person with amazing visuals. Yeah, I was I went back and listened to late registration. I think like a week or a week and a half ago, like with um, at work or whatever, just going through the album. And I was thinking like of the videos that he had back in two thousand and five. You know, it was twelve years ago, and I can remember. Didn't mean to do that. My bad. Don't even think about it. My bad. But um, no, just you know, as as a kid back in two thousand five, I can sit back and readily remember how his music made me feel, but then I remember, because I didn't have cable when I went to a friend's house, and me I either. went up, you feel me? This was one of them kids. Yup, 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 yup. We still, made, all day. we still made it happen though. We still got to watch the, the cable <laughs> oh stuff. But no, I would watch his uh, music videos on BET, and seeing the visuals, the stories mm-hmm. that he put along with it, how he did it, like, what is it? Uh, Good Life, um, Flashing Light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Runaway is probably one of the biggest ones. His yeah. short story that he did for that, for the My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy album. Mm-hmm. Even the early stuff, like Through the Wire, his uh, video with Stacey Dash. Like, he accentuated his music with his visuals, and that was... I mean, I'm just realizing it, what, 12 years later, like, he was such a a major inspiration for me in terms of how I want to do my work and how I base my work off of, you know, what I'm going to do, so. Yeah, I think a lot of Kanye's visuals are, one, very timeless. Like, you can go back and watch his videos and be like, dang, that's still relevant now. Y'all can't Um, tell me to work out playing video soon. Yeah, oh, yeah. (laughs) And also, just Kanye as a rapper, too, like, his wordplay, like, it makes you visualize Mm -hmm. stuff just just off Based off music, it's you don't crazy. have to have the visuals. Absolutely insane. Uh, I keep it at that. I I, I keep it at that. Yeah. So Kanye, reasonable. Kanye, that's a, that's a pretty big one. Yeah, that's a lot of ground to cover. I feel like because I mean he's definitely sparked a lot of different artists and he's mm-hmm. definitely inspired a lot of other people. So and he's also in different industries. He's exactly. Not so he'll be the umbrella, and then mm-hmm. y'all can add in whoever the fuck y'all want for my fuck shit. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it's time for our first second, 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 second. Whoa! I don't even know. Hey, guys. It's Shariah. So, if you're interested in working with uh, us individually, you can check out all of our work uh, for Jermaine. She does small business consulting as well as nonprofit consulting. You can check her out on Twitter at Jermaine Pencil or on Instagram at G Pencil Consulting underscore or look at her website at gpencilconsulting.com. 
for all things art related, including management, branding, and all that good stuff, you can check out Honey. You can check out her website at honeyacross.com as well as her Twitter and Instagram at honey underscore spiffy. Uh, you can check me out for small business consulting as well as career consulting at marshallcareerconsulting.com or on Twitter at Shariah M or Instagram and Facebook at Marshall Career Consulting. Well, guys, we're back. Hey. What's good? Hey, hey Any sound effects? We're trying to get Don't her together. Don't but anyway, okay, so moving right along, you talked a little bit about um, this past summer being like really challenging for you. Um, talk about, just talk about what your takeaways from that was and how it, if it related to your craft, how it helped you focus, like stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> shit, I don't really even know where to start at mm-hmm. that. Um, I can definitely say I'm a new man from the time I got back in April till now. Um, I know y'all might hear a lot of people say that type of shit and it's just like, oh yeah, you probably still doing the same shit. And it's like, no. Nah. I feel it. That's like a huge reality check coming nah. out of college back into the new world. Oh That's, my. <laughs> yeah. Like a wall. Like when I tell y'all, like coming from the west side of the state for the yeah. past four and a half mm-hmm. years and like, you know, I love Kalamazoo. I love the times that I had out there. I love what it taught me. But like, it was time for me to go because I planned on staying out there until like June. But I could, I could feel it, and it, it, was, it, was, it literally wanted to kick me out. And so, like, I had that's why I had to come back. I can definitely relate. Yeah, it's it was it was rough. So, and then you know, coming back home to not having a job or anything just right away is just uncertainty. Like, yeah, like, and everything has pretty much been an uncertainty for me. Um, this whole I guess summer, this whole process, but like. I don't, man, it's, it's just been so fucking much of fucking heartbreak, money problems, family problems, of course, personal shit, then, you know, being a millennial and, and having access to, to the to the networks and the information that we have, um, you know, seeing stuff in in different parts of the, of the, of the country. It takes are, a toll on Oh, man, it, it, it takes a super, a super toll, and... I'm about to get a little personal into my life, whatever. During the Charlottesville riots and stuff, around that time, my mental wasn't in the, the, the greatest place. I was kind of falling into a, a depression around that time and kind of losing myself. And then once that Charlottesville stuff came about, you know, the mind starts to race and wander. Wander? Mm-hmm. Wander? Okay, I said that right. <laughs> <laughs> Had to make sure, man. Had to make sure. But no, like, you know, I, I, I started taking my thinking from my personal life out to a worldly perspective and doing that will fucking kill you and you know over the course of like the next few weeks of that um i probably went into probably one of the darkest places and darkest times of my life like um i kind of okay i suffer from dissociation at times where like life isn't real yo okay that sounds crazy but that's some real shit no, and I yeah I, I, I don't wish that on anybody because you know i think about I think about not being here at times and I'm like, damn, if that happens, like, I won't be here. Like, that's going to be real. That's something I was just talking about with uh, Brie, how there are not that many spaces for people to talk about that, Um, especially millennials and millennial entrepreneurs specifically. Um, Yeah, because when you speak about something like that, especially if you're dealing with something like for people who go from corporate to entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. or just people, young professionals in general, um, we struggle with not wanting to sound entitled. Or not wanting um, to sound crazy. Or ungrateful. <laughs> mm-hmm. And 
we battle with ourselves back and forth because these are real issues that we face, but we don't know how to express them or have anywhere to express them without, you know, having that veil of judgment. Exactly. And also being like, even if we are able to, to express them, like being able to not act upon them while sustaining like the rest of our lives. That's, that's the hardest part, finding that balance. And that's, that's, that's what tipped the edge for me. There was no balance at all. Like mm-hmm. when I tell you, I, when I say like I went into the darkest part of my life, like I legitimately went into the darkest part of my life. Like I've been through some stuff, not the worst shit anybody could go through. Cause I mean, I've had a hell of a life. I'm privileged, privileged in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but for me mentally, because I'm such a mental person, it was just such a far drop off. And I could see, like I felt the change. I knew the change mm-hmm. and it was just something I didn't want to be in. So you know, reworking my mind. And I talked about earlier, not thinking about, you know, the negative aspects of stuff and trying to refocus your mind. It was, it was a task. It took probably about a week and a half, probably a, a, sh- a way shorter amount of time than a lot of people could. Um, but I got out of it. I got out of it. You know, I got back to myself. I got back to a place where I could think in a progressive manner and I could, I learned from that and I saw, I saw me at my lowest point. Mm-hmm. So I use that like as a learning crutch. It's like, okay, we, you know, you see the signs of that, you know, when you're getting to that, you know, the things that might lead you to that or like, you know, help you tip off. I mean, yeah, help you tip off into that. So it's glad it's good that you learned that early too. Yeah. Did, did photography help? Like having a hustle help? Uh, or just an, out, or an outlet in the sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time of my depression, no, it wasn't because I mean, I'm a, I'm a super active person. Like I was huffing and puffing before I got here and stuff, but <laughs> Um, I'm a super active person and when one of the major things that I saw within myself that had changed was I got super lethargic mm-hmm. like I had a couple of meetings with some people and normally I'm like okay I kind of don't want to go but of course I'm still going to do it because it's work you know I'm trying to help myself I'm trying to help other people but I literally I just wanted to lay in the bed and go to sleep you have to drag yourself out the bed you have to mm-hmm. remind yourself to turn your brain back oh on. there was no dragging there was none of that like, <laughs> I went over to my homie's house and I literally just got on the couch and it was probably like 7 o'clock and literally went to sleep. Went to sleep for the whole night. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, fuck, man. I'm in, a, <laughs> I'm in a really fucked up place right now. And it just, it wasn't, it didn't feel good. I wasn't comfortable anymore. And it just, I had to get out of it. And I did. I'm in a better place. I'm, I'm back on track with what I'm trying to do. But, um, man, a lot of self-reflection. A lot of self-reflection. And learning that that self-reflection can also kill you, too, at the same time. Because that was, that was, oh, my God. I, I had to get to a point where I was like, damn, okay, I'm reflecting too much. I'm thinking about, you know, the past four years too much. I'm thinking about my life before I got back to Detroit way too much. And it was just like, at a point, you have to stop that shit. And at a point, you have to figure out, you know, this exact moment that you're in. Because this exact moment that you're in is technically the future every single second that you're thinking about. So then you got to start thinking about the future. And if you want to do that, you got to be here. And so that's how it kind of, I, I recentered myself. It was a whole bunch of recentering. It was a whole bunch of self-reflection that didn't kill me. But... Man, it was it's, it's been a process. It's been a hell of a process, but so what's been the most rewarding part of that process? Uh, understanding myself, yeah. understanding myself as an adult, um, and being able to see how I am and who I am because I don't I don't know how other people see themselves. I don't know how y'all see the world, but at a point I feel like there is some level of understanding and some some door that you have to step into to under like truly understand what's going on, understand who you are and what you're going through and understand your thoughts and all of that stuff. And so that was for sort of the biggest takeaway for me because like I've always understood myself, but at the same time, I'm only 23. 
it's a shit ton of stuff I still need to learn. And of course, the summer was a was a testament to that. But that was the one thing that I took away. It was just like, damn, I know myself a hell of a lot better than I did, you know, six, seven months ago. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. I can bring myself out of stuff or put myself into stuff that I want to and know when to go too far, when to come back. So that was- Yeah, that point of like, <laughs> that point of like realizing that you're an adult, that you have to deal with like adult problems. And it happens at like oh, at man. different stages of your life. So like 23, and I talk about this all the time. Like one day I woke up and I was like 25 at one point and I was like, oh my God, I'm 25. And then I woke up and I was 27 and I was like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's been, that's been, that's been, I'm like, I'm probably be 27. That's three years away from 30. My dad, my dad has been telling people for the past two years that I'm 25. And I'm like, how dare you? Like, how dare you tell people I'm 25? Because I have not accomplished anywhere near the shit that I thought I would by 25. But even like when so. I think about like my life at 25, even my life at 27. Mm-hmm. And then I think about when I was younger, what I thought my life would be like. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Completely different. That's the, I think that's the craziest part for me. Mine like, is opposite. Really? I don't, because I'm, I'm not a planner. So I'm not a person yeah. that, you know, I, everything. I don't, I don't plan anything. <laughs> we know. <laughs> we know. That's real. That's real. That's a good life. So to I do. never really had like a specific plan by like 25 or 30 mm-hmm. or whatever. So being that I'm about to be 27 in a couple weeks, it's just like, oh man, I'm not the same person I was when I was well, 21. You already know. No. Shout out to Flood. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, happy hour. What is it? I'm not going. Shit. You're going. No, I'm not. Nothing yes. ever happens. Nothing good ever happens on Stop Soraya's all, birthday. No, on let's, Soraya's birthday. On my plus, birthday. My birthday nothing is historic. Okay. Good ever Last year happens. I went home and throw, threw up for maybe an Shout hour and a half. For coming through. It was a long time. It was a listen. It was beautiful. I think we all had like. Specific parts that night, like we had fun. Like she was throwing up, I gained a random stalker, and so did I. That's not cool, but so did I. So whatever. But yeah, I didn't really have any plans. I just look like look at my life now and be like, I'm not 21 years old no more. Participating. Yeah, that's definitely a thing. So I'm good. Like that's definitely a thing. I made progress. Like I look and I'm like, I because. When people ask how old you are, I sometimes I hesitate because I be forgetting. Because <laughs> I'm like, that's real. How old am I? Yeah. How old am I? But and I, I'm an avid planner. I plan everything down to the so smallest detail. And shit don't go as planned. Yeah, I mean, I, everything feels. I've like gotten probably. yeah, I've gotten more comfortable with things not going to plan because it's like before there was a time when I could not function if stuff was not going to plan. Like I could not understand what was going on. But that reflection happened multiple times throughout your life even I was having this conversation with my mom and she was like I don't know what my what I'm doing with my life and my mom is like in approaching her 60s so I would freak the fuck to have that like (laughs) and then like this is after a period of working in a position for like 30 years Mm -hmm. and being married for like 32 years and you're at that point where you're like now what? Like, like, when does that sense of being grown up like come to you? That's like, not that's a thing. Yeah, it's not a, it's I not a older thing. people say like when I grow up, and it's like when, when is, is that? Grown? Grown? Like you grow. <laughs> yeah, no, that's. 
think so you talked about like being in a spot of depression I think all of us have, have been yeah, in that spot so definitely still. I think we all so, should answer this like what would you say to somebody that's in that spot that you were oh Jesus I'm in it right now <laughs> see so that's the hardest part because everybody's depressed everybody's depression it's, it's different, different. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's personal like not everybody disassociates like not yeah. everybody is gonna be like some people are real. in it like, like yeah, disassociate, but not all the time like it comes and goes I think one a support system for sure for sure like at least three people that you have on speed mm-hmm. dial that you can call when shit hits the fan like and those people have to know you you need a ride exactly those people have to know you they have to be able to like read in between the lines of what you're saying um they have to know how to be able to support like everybody man everybody can't and sometimes like and it's okay that everybody can't do right just say you can't don't try like i would tell somebody nah bruh i And like I know for some of some people, like you also have to have that person who's gonna be like, okay, look, you need to get out get of this shit. Up. Get, get wake shit up, wake up, get your shit get together. Your life. Like for real, because some people will not pull. They cannot pull themselves out of it. They need that other person to be like, all right, I'm gonna push just them out into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what. That's what I had. Like for me, my depression was like it wasn't real to me. Like I was just like, oh, this is normal. Like whatever. I'm just sad. And I'm I had. Right. I'm right. I'm just sad. Like all these things were happening. Like my hair was falling out. I couldn't like my weight was all weird. It was really weird. So I go to the doctor. And I'm like, hey man, I don't know what's happening, but I got these chest pains. I feel like I'm having a heart attack. So he's like, are you stressed? I'm like, nah. And my friend is like, she lying. <laughs> this, <laughs> this happened, and like she ran down this list of things, and that's she what lying. helped me to like realize, really? oh, this like, is depression. Yeah, this yeah. is a real that's thing. That's admitting, to admitting it to yourself, yeah. like, being like, I'm more than just sad. Like this is more than just sad. This is not just about this yeah. is not just a mood like you gotta have somebody to talk about that with and help mm-hmm. they need to help you understand that too because something that something that a lot of people don't do is like they'll talk to themselves about that stuff but exactly. like it's not enough. you need to put that shit out there and like truly talk about it yeah. hear yourself say you what the fuck yeah because yeah. we we won't admit to ourselves that we are depressed whether it be yeah. a societal thing whether it be a family cultural thing my brain usually goes yeah. to like bitch you don't have time to be right I don't have time I think I have like some type of like superwoman complex yeah where like I want to be strong for everybody and that's, else black women and I'm like oh, yeah. so that's all women. I can't even <laughs> that's, you know I gotta step back from that and for me like my, I, I get really bad panic attacks I like my body starts physically hurting I break mm-hmm. out like completely irritation everything so even though I have even though I have these signs I'd be like you know what I don't have time for this like I gotta get this paper done I gotta send this to the client like I gotta do this I gotta do that and it's like no you need a break you need to mm, stop chill. and figure out what is yeah. going on because you're going to run yourself into the ground and, and also I think another thing I would tell people is like it's not gonna be permanent like mm-hmm. yeah. I go through depressive bouts and they have all been for different lengths of time oh, yeah, I've had bouts last literally <clears throat> years I've had them last days I've had them last weeks or months there is always an end to that shit. Like there's always an thing. end and there's always like a light at the end of the tunnel. So like, it's not permanent. It's cool. Like you're going to be sad now, like acknowledge it, figure out what the fuck you can do to get over it. Find some people to help you with it. And then like, look for the light. Like it's, it you have to be open to it though. You have to be exactly. open to the light. You have to be open to change, exactly. open to things in you. Yeah. Like I know for me, I was like in a dark spot and there was no light at the end of the tunnel. It was just dark. Like, <laughs> that's just what it was. But once, like, I had, you know, people that tell me, like, hey, this is what depression looks like. This is this is what it is. It was up to me to change my mindset mm-hmm. and to decide, like, hey, I, this is not going to win. 
piggybacking off of what you literally just said, I, that, that'll be my thing and my takeaway for depression or anybody who goes through it in whatever way that is. Use that as opportunity to learn yourself because that is, mm-hmm. I'd say, the best, the mm-hmm. best fucking time to learn yourself, to see yourself at such a, a such a low point to understand like, OK, this is what got me here. This is why I'm here. This is why I'm dwelling in this spot. And then how the fuck am I going to get out of this shit? <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole fucking process, man. And I mean, a lot of people don't like doing the hard shit, but, you know, that's one of the hardest things to do. But Especially yeah. entrepreneurs. Like, we yeah. have long ass to do lists. Yeah. We have and, even, jobs. and we can't afford to have, like, depression. Like, you really like, can't. Literally, don't don't even can't say afford it. <laughs> you can't afford it, but... It happens. And if yeah, it, it happens, happens, you gotta know like, how to deal with it. Even if you aren't comfortable with talking to somebody yet, because some people aren't ready to get that out of themselves, um, find something that you know you're going to enjoy, <laughs> whether it be looking at pictures of like flowers or okay. like babies, babies or music or something that you know is going to put you in a place that gives you at least a step forward to positive thinking don't do yeah. substance drugs though please do not kill yourself over that shit it is not that serious please uh no yeah don't do that shit <laughs> okay so <laughs> moving towards our next portion we're almost to the end guys so what advice would you have for someone who is looking to explore their talents in photography or videography or just in general wanting to explore their talents outside of what they went to school for or what their family may not approve um, or something in that aspect? Uh, in just a general aspect as well? Yeah, like... Just exploring talents in yeah. general? Um, I know. I know one thing that I've been talking about a lot is, you know, paying attention to yourself. You need to... You kind of got to know yourself a tad bit to know what your talents are. Know your strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so and you know, and knowing things that you want to do, um, use that as a, as a time to truly explore yourself. You know, that's that I, that'll be yet again one of my other takeaways is use these things to to learn who you are and and why you conduct yourself the way that you do. Um, exploration is probably the biggest thing. You have to explore. You have to be welcome to going into new spaces. Uh, we've been talking about being comfortable in a lot of stuff and, and one of the things that I did like last summer I was reading what is I forgot my man's book but it was the seven spiritual developments to I forgot what the fuck it was I figured out I'll send him the link or whatever and y'all can post that but one of the main things was you gotta be comfortable being uncomfortable mm-hmm. and you know trying to figure out a talent or you know trying to figure out a lifestyle or There's trying to figure out yourself trial and error every it, everything is a trial and error situation and you know you have to look at stuff as you got to start somewhere you can't you know because a lot of like like we've been talking about in this millennial age and stuff and our access to so much information to other people we see people as a final result we don't see people mm-hmm. in a process result and when you really sit back and think about it, which you should be doing all the time, which you need to realize all the time, everything is a fucking process. And a process starts from a ground mm-hmm. or from zero. It doesn't start Get right in the middle. At, right. It doesn't start at the middle. It doesn't start at the top. There's, you know, there's, it's, it's, it's a base to start at. And I would encourage everybody to start at that base. Yes, it's hard as fuck. Yes, it is time consuming. But if you are truly dedicated, if you're truly, um, <clears throat> serious about what you serious, want. inspired, you know, moved, whatever the fuck you want to say. If, if you're any of that, you will sit down and you will learn yourself. You will learn what, you know, that talent is. You will start to explore it. You will start to research it. You will start 
to connect yourself with people who are around it and it'll it'll be an effortless thing it'll 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 just be constant yeah it'll be like a snowball effect and it'll just roll and you'll keep learning and you'll keep seeing okay damn this is what i did this is what i didn't Mm do and so man just get out and explore man get out the fucking house get off of twitter and go fucking live (laughs) just do it damn so how do you feel you're a creative well like what oh (laughs) he just gave gave me the most craziest face. <laughs> the most intense. What? Look. Like, how do you like, stay inspired? Um, well, like, <laughs> my bad. I was, you know, I just set her home. What is this, sangria? That's yes. what we're saying? I like this shit. So this is when us not being <laughs> insane is Yeah, yeah. no, it's Man. great. It's great. Um, like I, I said earlier, I think for me, I'm kind of a different person because like I literally see shit and I just, I start studying it. I'm a very studious person. So, um, you know, sometimes I do need to sit down by myself. Sometimes I'll go through and watch a shit ton of music videos or I'll sit down and look at my own work or somebody else's work or I'll watch a movie or something. Or um, a lot of times, shit, I'll just go out to a fucking field on a nice sunny day or even if it's gray and cloudy, like I'll just go out into the world and, and I'll look at, you know what humans have created i look at the buildings i look at what the world has created you know the landscapes and the structures and the infrastructure that was built on top of that and i and i look to see what i'm capable of and you know when you you sit back and you look at everything that humans have built and what the world has been and then what we've built together as as a collective unit it's like the create the creative inspiration is everywhere and you know it's just you gotta I mean you I'm not gonna say you have to have an eye but you have to be open to looking at things in a very very creative way multiple avenues it's not like one specific like if you don't like if you just do photography you don't just have to look at photography no right. it's literally literally so like, many other creatives it's, it's, and it's all a perspective um, that's one of the biggest things with my company Tony Ghost Productions is, is, is a different perspective and looking at your own perspective nine times out of ten is probably the worst perspective to look at especially if you're 20 something whatever because you know we've been conditioned a certain way and we think a certain way because we've reinforced ourselves a certain way to just live within that but you got to come out of that and i forgot what i was talking about oh it is a Sutter home the perspective you have to come out of your own perspective and step into a whole new one to be able to truly be inspired and be creative mm. so like that's 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 the way that I do it. That's what I do. I take myself out of my perspective. Step into somebody else's shoes. All the time. Every single yeah. time. Oh, so that's that's how I feel, that creative will. And that's how I keep going. So, and, you know, it's a constant one. So. Yeah. So where do you think our generation, and by our generation, I mean like millennials, um, where do you think we are needed in Detroit the most? Where are we needed? Mm-hmm. In our fucking communities. Um, in the hood. Yep. The, the, the hood is a community, mm-hmm. as far as it's concerned. Um, but no, not even. And when I and when I say community, I'm gonna use this as an umbrella um, concept or term. More so, we need each other, honestly, mm-hmm. more than. And I'm not gonna say the just the community, but because we are the community, mm-hmm. uh, as millennials and and twenty something year olds and entrepreneurs and people who are you know potentially working for other people or trying to expand out, we need each other and. Um, Some more resource pooling. Not just the resources. Yeah, we do need that too. Just the support network. It's the support network. It's the people who you could run into who could turn you to to different resources and Mm. stuff. We need to literally work with each other. We need to start to understand each other more. 
black women and black men just on, on that level uh black men with black men black women with black women mm-hmm. the old to to the young the 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 youth as as a whole we need to, to connect with the old we just as a whole great in the understanding of we yeah we really yeah. honestly need to and I, that's that's probably one of the, the most fucked up things that i see nowadays is just how distant we are from each other and how we're not open to working with other people or learning about somebody else or trying to understand their perspective. And that's probably one of the biggest takeaways for me because, I mean, shit, we can we can take this whole thing over. A lot of us are, you know, early 20s, mid-20s, mm-hmm. potentially late 20s, whatever. We're not 20s, 30s, whatever. <laughs> I, I, I agree, though, because especially, especially with Detroit, like, renaissance and being new Detroit, I think a lot of us millennials kind of are a little bit in this sense of panic to where we think because we, we don't want to be ostracized we don't want to be ostracized we don't want to be left out we don't want to be left behind and so we feel like we have to scramble and scratch for limited resources rather than taking a step back getting over our differences with each other and being like hey this is what I bring to the table this is what you bring to the table let's take this shit over together you feel me? we don't have to fight each other we don't have to focus on our differences like we can all accomplish the things that we want to accomplish in this new Detroit we just have to do it together yeah goes back to, to, to thinking in a negative light. A lot of fucking millennials think in a very negative light about yeah. themselves and then, of course, about others because you see different things in social media. You see a thousand different things that I you don't like. A highlight reel of negativity or, it's a wheel. or literally, and me personally, I just I want to see that shit stop. Um, that's you know one thing that coming back to Detroit and with my production company and stuff that I want to I want to focus on is is collaborating with other people mm-hmm. and <clears throat> building relationships, building networks. Like we don't have to talk every fucking day and we don't have to be buddy buddy. But I would like to be able we to. We gotta be friends so we can get this money together. Well, I mean, yeah, but I would like for our our businesses and our just the work or whatever that we're doing is, is you know, it's, it's, it's building you, it's building me, but then we're also building something that's pushing, yeah, it's yeah. way greater than us. And like, um, of course we all need the money. We live in a super capitalistic country world, whatever, but it, the money isn't the, 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 the money isn't the motivation, mm-hmm. not, not for me at least. The money is just a, a, a tool and a, and a way of getting to where I'm trying to get to. And I want to try to open up other people's eyes to understanding that, okay, yeah, let's get this money. But once we get this money, let's put this money back into our community. Let's put this money back into ourselves and really figure this shit out and take back take back what is ours. All of us, I'm assuming all of us have lived in Detroit 40s, 18, 19, 20, whatever years. And now we're seeing it as new Detroit. Okay, well, we're young enough and we're, we're in positions enough to make the money, to collaborate with each other, learn what we need to learn, and either stay here, go somewhere, or go somewhere else, and then come back and establish what we need to establish to handle what we need to handle to live in the city that we want to live in. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... We, we get it. Yeah, man. People just... <laughs> it's a lot of shit, man. <laughs> so, where do you see yourself in five years? And where do you see yourself at the end of your career? Five years? Um, I'll probably be working on some fucking big major motion picture. Nothing that'll be... It, it'll, it'll have some type of some type of depth to it. It might be some bullshit summer blockbuster flick. <laughs> Whatever, dog. 
But um, I'll definitely my production company. People will know about it. People will know about me and and what I stand for and what I'm trying to put out. National level or no national level for 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 sure. sure. Um, I I'd say in two years it'll probably be a national level. (laughs) Five year at that point, like I'll just be solidifying my legacy and what I'm doing. And then what what was the last part of the question? Where do you see yourself at the end of your career? Doing something that helps out the rest of the world, mm-hmm. whether that's a major sacrifice, whether that's building some shit up myself, whether that's I don't I don't know what that's gonna look like specifically, but for me personally, I feel like super philanthropist, super philanthropist, super martyr, super. Now I'm not even say super normal martyr, normal philanthropist. Mm-hmm. Something I don't know. It'll be something for the world. It'll be something for the people because I know at that point and at that time of my life, like. I'll have when it, it yeah yeah not even not even necessarily done it all but I have done the things that I wanted to do I'll have seen what I wanted to see and I'll I'll live the way I wanted to live and it's like okay now I need to give back to the people who are you know coming up and trying to figure out the same things that I was figuring out 40 50 years ago yeah. so that's yeah. real okay last question Ooh. if you could switch <laughs> places with anybody in the world um who would it be for one week for, yeah for one week but keep in mind, you get their money, their problems, yes. everything, all everything. They significant others, their kids, baby mamas. <laughs> and this is a super hypothetical. This yeah. isn't one of those things where like I just would be myself because yeah, none of that. No, like, my nigga spit the currency spitter. Really? I, you know? Oh man, that's that's I, I, I was should have said that was one of my biggest creative influences. Mm. Sort of, kind of more so for the work ethic than creativeness. But mm. that man would that would be the one person. I would want to be because shit whatever he's going through he knows himself enough to be like okay I done been through this a thousand fucking times this is what we gonna do this is what I'm gonna do we still gonna get this money I'm gonna keep smoking I'm gonna keep buying these cars and I'm gonna keep putting out game for people shit why the fuck wouldn't I want to be him so keep doing the things you want to do I feel it you feel me I feel it you feel me so yeah if, if I had to choose yes yeah, it's, it's that nigga for sure so so that wraps up all of our questions we want to thank you for coming and being a guest on Yay! our show. Where are the sound effects? Hold on. Oh my No, God. we not holding one. <laughs> what y'all want? Um, you got too much on like, yeah, yeah, You know. Pick something for the people. Applause. Something. Applause. Oh, I got that. Hold on. <sighs> Clap. Fine. Remember, you got to put it near the mic. I got y'all. What's, what's all your, uh, drop us like your social media handles. How can people. <laughs> <laughs> Social media, YouTube, your how email people address, can reach you. how people can book you, your services, etc. Here we go. So, uh, my email address, ParkerAnthony87 at gmail.com. There goes um, that government name. A dot. <laughs> we got you. Look, look, don't don't pay attention to them. The email is just ParkerAnthony. The Anthony means nothing. <laughs> don't worry about that. But no, that's my email. Um, I'm actually currently working on my portfolio. Damn, okay, my portfolio gonna be nice now because of the symbol. Thank you, I appreciate that. <laughs> so, parkeranthony at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Um, <laughs> you're working on your portfolio. I'm working on a portfolio right now, so I'll probably um, have a couple of updates with that <laughs> that you can have on my Twitter, which is, hold on, let me make sure that I get this right. Oh, shit, hold on. Let me, 
I don't want to mess this up, people. My bad. Uh, my Twitter underscore uh, at underscore TG Prods, capital T, capital G, P R O D S. Um, the Instagram is the same exact thing um, at underscore TGPROD. Both of those are lowercase. So Instagram, lowercase, Twitter, capital. Yeah, I was about to say capital case. That's the thing. <laughs> All um, right. Yeah. And so that's where you can find me at for right now. But no, I'll have updates and everything for you guys for the new portfolio. Um, I have a new project that I'm working on right now called a first start dropping in within the next two weeks. And I'll have some stills with that to, to yeah, really show you guys what I'm about, what I'm trying to do um, in general and, and where I'm at. So, yeah, let's get that's to work. That's legit. And thank you for the new kids for bringing me out. I yes. appreciate Thanks them. These are some really good people out here. Um, a of topics, a lot of conversation, very informative. Um, it's some shit that we need, man. You know, some shit that we need to, to really invest in. So, shout out to them. Look up, look out for them. The new yes. updates and stuff. And, uh, yeah. um, and you all know how to reach us. But if you don't, you can follow us on iTunes um, at The New Kids LLC. SoundCloud at The New Kids Detroit. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The New Kids LLC. And if you need to email us, if you want to be a guest, if you want information about our advertising, you can email us at LLC at gmail.com. Hey, yeah, let's get it. Over and out. Yeah. Peace.